Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, sometimes you have a show planned and you have to pivot. (laughs) Welcome to the program. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like, and maybe you didn't stay up late enough to see what you liked and didn't like. But I'll tell you about that with the Academy Awards with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Also, the Final Four is set, and we love those Cinderella stories until we get to the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and then we go, okay, nice story. Now let the big boys come in and play And we have four Blue Bloods playing for the national championship. As we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like, your phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll check in with Jay Billis. He'll join us recapping what we've seen so far in the tournament and also try to handicap what's going to happen in the final four. This program brought to you by M-Drive Start. Jumpstart your morning with M-Drive Start. Convenient protein powder for driven men that gives you the energy and nutrition to keep up with your busy day. You can find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Everybody's here except for Todd. Todd's uh, joining us via Zoom. Had some traffic issues this morning, but uh, Todd will be with us throughout the program. Seton O'Connor with the honors of the poll question. Do you want to uh, do the honors right now? You want to dive right in? or? Sure. Yep. All right. Um, more impressive. Will Smith slap or Chris Rock standing there taking it? Mm. Oh, oh, OK. Well, let me let me play the moment here <laughs> in case you didn't stay up to watch this. Chris Rock was doing what Chris Rock does. He was on the Oscars and uh, making some jokes, made a offhanded comment about Chris Rock or Chris Rock made it a, a, about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett. And uh, she has a condition where she's lost her hair, alopecia. And uh, Chris uh, made a joke about it. Uh, maybe it was uh, she was in a role for G.I. Jane 2, which is not a good joke. And uh, this is how it played out. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will 
Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick Mike's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> Okay, there are a couple things going on here. First of all, Will Smith starts laughing at the G.I. Jane 2 joke. Now, he's in the front row next to Jada Pinkett, his wife. Then he looks over to her. She's not laughing. Then he decides that he's going to defend her honor and go up there. And there's no security there to block him. I think it's, it's a bit. I think it's part of a skit. Like, okay, he's up there. He's up for an Academy Award. And maybe they're going to have a little bit of fun up there. And even when he smacks him, I'm thinking, that, that can't be part of the skit, can it? Because it sounded loud. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they hit the uh, mute button, you know, something's being said. And then I realized this isn't a skit. And Chris Rock has a moment where he's ready to say something about Will Smith that will really be personal. You can hear he goes, man, I could... Ooh. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But you have to, you, you know, the thing I'll give credit to Chris Rock is, A, he took the punch or took the smack and then had the wherewithal to not make this personal because he still had a best documentary to hand out. But and then you realize that Will Smith moments later is going to win the best actor. But going to, when they go to commercial break, I mean, that's what I wanted to see. That's what I wanted to hear. Does Chris Rockness make a beeline off stage? Does he do a drive-by with Will Smith? Yeah, Paulie. They come back from commercial break, and you're just dying to know what's going on next. And there's Will Smith sitting there as if the past four minutes of our lives just didn't happen. They go on to the next category. They're, they're, he's laughing at jokes. They're showing him there. Everything's moved out the show. And then they tease the best actor category. And you're like, oh. He might be up on stage in 10 minutes. Yeah. And he was. <laughs> and he got up on stage and got best actor. That might have been the best acting he did. <laughs> getting Acting like he was really upset for his wife. He's laughing. All of a sudden looks over. She's not laughing. Now, Chris Rock has had some jokes at her expense previously. But that's what Chris Rock does. It's a joke. Not even a good joke. Like, if you're going to get smacked, get smacked over a good joke. That's not even a good joke. And I understand Will Smith defending his wife, maybe in a different setting, you know, after party, pull him aside, just say, look, you know, let's be grown men. Let's be professionals. Don't say those things about my wife. Yes, he not only did Will Smith get up there and smack the crap out of uh, Chris Rock, as he said, then 15 minutes later, he gets up there. He accepts the award for best actor and is talking that <laughs> I'm like, I'm a vessel for love and I'm doing God's, God's will Lord. by calling me to just love people. And Hollywood, after watching him <laughs> smack this dude, gave him a standing ovation. Oh, they gave him a standing ovation after that. Could you imagine if it was somebody else who was delivering that joke? Would Will Smith have gotten up? If Jason Momoa has a <laughs> joke like that. No chance. Yeah, is, is Will getting up there going, yeah. Jason, can you lower your head here so I can smack you? I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, Chris Rock had some things to say about Jada Pinkett before. But, boy, I'd love to know what that next joke was going to be. Because it, it looked like he was going to... He was going to deliver a knockout punch himself. I think we all kind of know what the joke was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Yes, Paulie. I, if I'm Chris Rock and Chris is wicked smart, I don't say one word publicly about this. Go on no shows. Do nothing. Announce two months from now your new Netflix special mm-hmm. and do some writing. And Netflix will pay you probably $25 million for one night's work. And we'll all tune in and you'll make $25 million off this night. Yeah. I could see Chris Rock pulling off something like that. Well, uh, you know, are you going to have a special that's based off of this? Because I guess that's where you start. But um, now it was just one of those moments where in Leave it to Hollywood, they can't they can't write something better than this. It's like La La Land. Like you couldn't write it. And you have all these brilliant writers. La La Moonlight. (laughs) And then you're watching this going, okay. 
if this is part of, you know, the night and a skit, man, Rock took one for the team. No, he's really mad. Damn, three-piece. Yes, Todd. Was he still in character as Richard Williams gave him a backhand slap? Mm. Little tennis reference. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. We'll get there. We'll get there. Welcome to the program. Already in progress. Yes, yes, Eaton. Uh, So that poll question option was more impressive. This one's more concerning. Okay. Will Smith thinking that walking on stage and slapping someone is okay. (laughs) Or Chris Rock thinking that a G.I. Jane joke is relevant in 2022. (laughs) Because that, I'm actually more concerned about his, uh, you know, comedic barometer right now that a G.I. Jane reference is relevant. And how many people got that joke to begin with? Like, you, 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 there are certain comedians that they get the laugh. No matter what they say, it's funny. It's just certain ones. And, and a lot of times, they're not, you know, great jokes. But because they say it, you laugh. And that was a moment where you go, all right, it's Chris Rock, and then people are going to laugh. Kind of a gratuitous laugh there. But I, I get where, where Will Smith was coming from. That if this had built up with his wife, you still can't go on stage. You can't smack somebody. Can't be open season on doing this. But it was a lame joke. Yes, Paul. Can you imagine Rick, Ricky Gervais, the comedian, thinking all the stuff I said over all those oh years and no one came up on stage? <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. not something we want to encourage. No, no, no. It is so big, this story. I mean, it's, it's, you're trying to wrap your head around it. You're trying to go, what just happened? I text Sandler. Sandler's in Paris. I said, dude, what happened to Chris Rock? He goes, weird, huh? Weird. I said, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'll steer it back to sports here. Oh, okay. Uh, Better slap, Will Smith, Juwan Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Both very impressive. I think too soon. Is that too too soon? (laughs) Too soon. Well, you know, Will Smith's not going to be suspended for the rest of the regular (laughs) season, (laughs) by the way. One of the Big Ten announces that Will Smith's not allowed to coach Michigan. (laughs) No, they just say Will Smith's been suspended. Um 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. All right, uh, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas, go to the Final Four. We say goodbye to the great story, the St. Peter's Peacocks. Overtime rule is in play at the NFL owners' meeting, so I'll talk about that in a moment. We'll come up with our poll question, got a play of the day, stat of the day. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend as well. I've said this on numerous occasions, usually every year at this time. We start the NCAA tournament, and we go, boy, the brackets are wide open. Anyone could win. And to a certain extent, that is the case. St. Peter's and Miami both made it all the way to the Elite Eight, but then after all the madness, you have four Blue Bloods staying. You got Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. So some of the nation's most accomplished programs. And I went back, did a little research. Over the last 40 years, these four schools have combined for 15 national titles. So that's not exactly balanced. Every year we see great runs. Every year there's a basketball powerhouse that comes out on top. Butler almost went against the uh, script. March is an exciting time. Everyone can be beat. But here's the difference between a smaller school, a lesser known school, a school that may not be in a bigger conference. It's really hard to win six consecutive games. Really hard for a team, a Cinderella story, to win that many games. So when you look back at your busted bracket, try to remember the tournament history for the next season. And for a better shot in your bracket, it might be a good idea to go with the Blue Bloods. Overtime rules being discussed at the NFL owners' meetings. And there are a couple of different options on the table. I'll talk about that when we come back from our commercial break. Jay Billis will join us a little bit later on. We'll give you our our best and worst of the weekend. Uh, Seton, let's uh, come up with a poll question we're going with. You want to do something Final Four related? Who's your favorite? What's the other one with Chris Rock and? <laughs> well, we've got Will one Smith. here. Uh, where uh, this one's by Marvin actually submitted a poll question, oh. which is great. Oh, uh, where will Will Smith do his first interview to address last night's incident? Good Morning America, The Today Show, CBS Mornings, or Red Table Talk, which is Jada Pinkett Smith's yeah. show. Oh, I'd hold off and give it. You know, she's going to say, "Hey, do not do an interview." Let's take it to the red table. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, there's only one place to solve yes. this, Will. Yes. Let's take it to the red table. <laughs> yes, Marvin. <laughs> because the last time Will and Jada sat at that oh, red table, things went so well. Oh, 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 oh. This will be easy compared yeah. to that. This is a, a smack in the face. Yeah. I've been smacked in the face before. Yeah. yeah. He smacked the wrong dude in the face. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what Chris Rock was thinking. That was the line that Chris Rock was probably thinking. Dude. You should have been smacking somebody Yo. else, not me. This makes you want to smack someone, the G.I.J. line? <laughs> you had somebody who had a relationship with your wife, but you want to smack me? Oh, God. I told you. you anywho. Anywho. <laughs> you, you start the show, or at least you think you're going to start the show, and you go, nope. Not going to be talking about that right now. How do the Lakers blow a 23-point lead? <laughs> ah, never mind. Let's talk about LeBron's ankle. Yeah. Uh, yes, Todd. Could we do rock headlines or a little too sensitive a subject? Uh, you know, how about you running by Paulie first? Look, I haven't written anything yet because I want to see where we stood on uh, poking fun at that incident. See, he's going rock headlines, not mock headlines. No, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Mm-hmm. No, 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 You know what? Write them and then, you know, I know it's therapeutic for you. You had a long morning travel-wise. They're icy conditions. You had to turn turn around go home. But Seton made it basically the same trip that you take. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying very impressive that, that Seton didn't make it in. I'm aware of that. Yeah. He's driving a car with two-wheel drive, and he somehow made it in. That was a fail by me. Okay. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> what, a good, what a great show. We'll take a break. We'll uh, have our phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend, all of that good stuff. I don't know where we're going, but we're started. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jay Billis joining us, the ESPN College Basketball Analyst. Did you watch what happened at the Academy Awards last night, Jay? I just saw it on social media, and uh, the, 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 there were two things that popped out to me. One was was in the sports context. The only thing I could think of was Jim Everett going after Jim Rome. Oh. Actually, that was on our on ESPN Air, I think, yeah. when Jim Rome had a had a TV show on ESPN Two, I think. And then the other was when David Stern almost took a swing at you during the NBA draft. That is true. Uh, I think he really if he was within <laughs> reach, that would have been a slap. Good call with Romy and uh, and Jim Everett. Chris Everett. Yeah, yeah that, that was so ridiculous. Like, like, we, like we, we don't know that professional athletes can kick our ass anytime they want to. <laughs> we, we know. Uh, you are 15th in our bracket challenge. Your final four, Arizona, Gonzaga, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Uh, how do you explain yourself, Jay? Uh, well, there's one area where I was right, Dan, and that is before the tournament started, I had said that there was nobody truly powerful this year, like we had last year with Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, so I felt like there was going to be some volatility, but, but I think I said there were eight teams only that could win this thing. And that was it. And there are a bunch of teams that can get through their bracket, get to an elite eight that can happen. Uh, now, did I see St. Peter's coming? No. And would I have like if they if they replayed that if they put that back on the board, Kentucky St. Peter's, and I knew the outcome, I still might take Kentucky because <laughs> it seems so crazy that that would happen. But but um, but I really I really believe that that our Sweet 16 this year was 13 Power Conference teams, Gonzaga and Houston both in the Final Four last year, and the only real little guy was St. Peter's. And so while while we were celebrating St. Peter's and we should and we should will always remember that and always celebrate it, you know, the idea that it's that, that anybody can win this thing, anybody can win a game and anybody can can get through a bracket if something happens in your bracket. But winning the whole thing is a different ball game, and uh, and I think I think we see that in the final four that we have. Yeah, because I've said this before that we sort of love those stories, we love the madness, but it's really hard to win six consecutive games unless you play in a conference where you're playing tough opponents every single night, and you're going to go against different styles. St. Peter's a wonderful team, and they were sort of creating, you know, the atmosphere that you had to adapt to them. But you know, eventually you're going to run into these teams. I mean, North Carolina. That's a damn good team, and I think we missed the headline when they beat North Carolina or beat Duke at uh, Duke with Coach K's last game. Because I kept, I came away going, nobody's talking about North Carolina's performance. They're talking about how could Duke lose at home. For those who haven't seen North Carolina, how would you explain that? Well, as you know, they have a new coach this year, Hubert Davis. His first year as a head coach, but but he's fifty years old and has been in the game forever, and he's got uh, crazy experience in basketball. And I think early on, they had a, a different way of playing than Carolina's played in the past. It's more a spread offense, a lot of ball screens, uh, pick and roll stuff, pick and pop stuff. And they've got a stretch four in Brady Manick, who transferred in from Oklahoma, who knocks down threes. So it's not the traditional Carolina team that pounds you inside with two traditional low post guys. And they, they pound the glass. And people seem to forget that Carolina... They got into the tournament last year, but Wisconsin blew their doors off in the first round. I mean, they beat them by like 30. 
So it wasn't like like Hubert Davis inherited this great team. Uh, so early on, they struggled. And when they played really good teams like Purdue, Tennessee, Villanova, they got beat bad, like 20-point losses. And, uh, and at one point in their losses, they were giving up over 90 points a game. And it was probably toward the end of January, Dan, where they started to bow up and fight back. And I think Hubert Davis, I, I remember him telling me this before the, that last Duke game in Cameron, Coach K's last game in Cameron, he said he had told the team, I think it was some sort of Bible verse. You can tell how much I'm reading the Bible these days. But, but it, it, he, said, he said, we have to plant our feet, stand our ground, and fight. And that's, the, that's who they've been ever since. And, uh, and they're, they're very good. They're not playing like an eight seed. I know that. Uh, and they're formidable because they have size. And, and they made St. Peter's look, frankly, like a MAC team. Uh, which they didn't look like against Purdue and, and Kentucky and Murray State. They looked they looked a lot better than that. And Carolina made them look pretty average. I mean, they they scored they, they didn't even score fifty points in that game. Didn't even threaten to score fifty. Uh, Carolina took them apart. It was it wasn't even close. I thought maybe that final game at Cameron Indoor for that Duke team, the moment was too big for them, and and maybe they didn't understand the enormity of it. And and it you know you're almost given a hundred points up to North Carolina it feels like they're growing up right before our very eyes where they do understand the magnitude of this, that they know the next game could be the last game for Coach K. Because, man, in the final five minutes of some of these games, they hit big shots. They, I mean, Coach K, you could hear the emotion. Like he's watching them grow up before his very eyes. Yeah, it's there. There's there's part of this Dan that's kind of hard to explain because I don't think it was just the last game against North Carolina. I mean, you know, commentators like me had been saying earlier in the year this is an old school defensive team, Duke defensive team. You know, getting out in passing lanes, disrupting, and you know, you look at their numbers and you go, they, they don't force any turnovers at all, really. Um, they, they they were a very low turnover forcing team. I mean, they're they're good defensively, but they weren't great. And especially toward the end of the year, I mean, they, they got taken apart by North Carolina in the second round, or excuse me, in that last game. And then they went to the ACC tournament, and I don't think they played very well there at all. Like, you know, they beat, they beat Syracuse and Miami, and then, and then they got taken apart pretty good by, by Virginia Tech, which Carolina did too. But, uh, but they didn't look good. And I didn't have them advancing past Texas Tech in the bracket because of how they looked and how I felt they were playing. And I know I wasn't alone in that. So your point about growing up before our eyes, I think they probably did some growing up in practice when they got back from uh, from Brooklyn from the ACC tournament. But but they're playing like if you were blindfolded the whole year and dropped into the postseason only in the NCAA tournament, you just watch tournament games like I would say they've looked the best of any team in the tournament like nobody's played consistently as well as they have through the four games that have been played now that doesn't mean it's going to carry over to next week and honestly i can't imagine you know how all the baggage of duke carolina playing in the semifinal and and all the attention that's going to go with that is going to affect play and and affect the winner in the championship game because there's one of those two teams is going to the title game and uh, and I wouldn't mind being Kansas right now, saying uh, you guys go have your little Hatfield McCoy <laughs> match and go go to as many overtimes as you want. We'll play the JV game and see on Monday night, and and, and quietly go into that. Because how many times have we seen this where we think the de facto champions playing in one semi, the winner that's going to going to win the thing, or, or one gets more attention, and then and then a team out of the other bracket winds up winning. Well, it's like the ALCS when the Red Sox in 04 beat the Yankees, and then we thought, well. They're, of course, going to win the World Series, which they did against the Cardinals, but we thought that was the World Series. We're talking to Jay Billis, who's uh, joining us on the program. Um, I have to admit, I saw, I tuned in during commercial break, and I saw the commercial with Spike Lee and uh, Barkley's in there and Samuel L. Jackson, and then it's Jim Nance with the bald head. I thought it was you for a second. Do you take that as a compliment? I think Jim should. <laughs> you got a, a nice noggin see i i don't i if i go bald it's not gonna look good but uh i think it would look good no i, I think no, you're i no. think you're undervaluing the power of the dome and you know I, I i tried to hang on to it for as long as i could and i, I never got to any comb over stage or anything like that but tried to keep a little stubble up there. And then I finally said, you know what? 
I'm bald and I got to live with it. And I didn't want to have the wraparound hair mm. that, that old guys do, yeah. you know, when you, when you're completely, uh, you know, completely bald up top, but you got a little, got a little wraparound thing, whatever they call that. Uh, I didn't want to do that. So I don't care. Uh, clearly I don't care what I look like anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and my wife claims she's not going anywhere. So, mm. um, uh, I figured what the hell, and, and it is easier. Like it's so much easier than, uh, than it used to be. But if you could have a full head of hair, but you were five nine, oh, I take that in two seconds for for two reasons. One, because hair is great. I mean, I really enjoyed hair, and uh, and I still have it in a baggie in my <laughs> bathroom drawer, and I look at it every once in a while. But the other part is, I'm six foot eight inches tall, and finding pants is not an easy thing. Oh. I would like to be able to go into a store and just get a pair of pants, but every time I walk into a store and, and look at pants, they're like, nope, not going to happen. And uh, uh, so I'd, I'd like to be able to get a pair of pants. I would just wear your warm-ups from Duke. Those don't fit anymore. Th- those were a little tight back in the day. Ooh. And uh, my, my kid wore them for Halloween one year, and, uh, and it was grotesque. Um, I can't believe the crap we wore, like the little short shorts and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, it, was not, it wasn't a good look. Did you ever get punched on the floor? I got elbowed a bunch. Um, I don't know that I ever, no, I never got punched. I did. Rick Barnes reminds me of this all the time. Uh, we played against George Mason my freshman year and a guy named Carlos Yates, who I think at the time was leading the nation in scoring, elbowed me in the face and knocked my front two teeth out. And because it was over the Christmas break, I couldn't get him replaced right away. So when my teammates and I would go out, the drinking age was 18 back then in North Carolina, where we'd go out at night during the, the holiday break. Um, all my teammates would in- introduce me to good-looking girls, uh, like, "Hey, meet my friend Jay." And I'm like, "Really?" You know, and, and I look like a I look like a, a hockey player. It was really bad. <laughs> you didn't meet your wife then, did you? I met her after that. After I got my teeth fixed, I, I met my wife. And uh, but but I had hair back then. I had yeah. a lot going for me. You had good hair. I had great hair. Yeah. It was spectacular. Yeah, it was. You go back to the white shadow when you make your cameo. Man, you that 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 guy killed back then. He slayed back then. Surfer hit. Yeah, I, I don't really call it a cameo, Dan. It was really a starring <laughs> role. I played Larson of Oak Ridge High, where Reese transferred to Oak Ridge, uh, uh, an all-white high school. And uh, it, it was really moving when he took his uniform off at the end and went back to Carver while we were warming up. Uh, and I, I thought all those guys, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I thought all the actors in that were around our age. I was like 16, maybe, um, and when we did that. And, uh, and all, all of them were like smoking during breaks. They were all like in their 30s. And none of them could play dead. The only guy that could play was the actor that played Coolidge. All the other guys were, were, were actors only and could not play at all. Great to catch up with you, as always. And uh, you'll be calling the games uh, ESPN International? Yes, I've been working on all my different languages. And uh, my <laughs> NIL deals in Latvia are coming in. You wouldn't believe it. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm very proud of you, Jay. You've come a long way. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whenever you say, I've seen it all. Now, maybe in sports, I've seen it all. But then what happened last night at the Academy Awards? I've never seen that before. And we may not see that again. That'll stay with those two for the rest of their lives, certainly with Chris Rock. But Will Smith had this wonderful night where you win the Academy Award, but you have this contentious moment with uh, Chris Rock. You know, you kind of hijack the Academy Awards. Yes, you're defending your wife. Can you defend your wife privately with Chris Rock? Can you just grab him and say, I want to talk to you? I don't know what else is attached to it, but I'm just watching it. And I don't know Will Smith. I know Chris Rock pretty well. But you're watching it, and I don't think Will Smith was bothered until he realized his wife was bothered. And that's when I thought maybe it's a bit. He's going to walk up there, and then he's going to act like he's going to go after Chris. Then they'll laugh, and then he'll sit down, and then Chris will say, and Will should be up here in a couple of minutes. He's uh, there for the Best Actor Award. I mean, that... That's what I sensed when I'm watching it. But even Hollywood couldn't script that. Hollywood have scripted it that way, not what happened. And you just went, did that just happen? And you realize it did. Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight set to join us. He's got a really busy morning, day, because he was there covering the Academy Awards. I got to know what's going on backstage. Normally, you get to be backstage when somebody comes off and they've won the award. I don't know if... Kevin Frazier had a chance to talk to either one of those guys. And then there's an after party 
did they go to the after party? So uh, we'll talk to Kevin. He'll join us coming up. More phone calls as well, as we always do best and worst of the weekend. Some of the uh, sports headlines. Overtime rule is in play at the NFL owners meeting. And if you're just joining us, these are the scenarios that they're going to vote on. Scenario one brought up by the Colts and the Eagles. Both teams will be allowed at least one possession in overtime. Uh, uh, Number two. The Titans' proposal calls for both teams to get at least one possession unless the team that opens overtime with the ball scores a touchdown, then converts a two-point attempt. 24 of the 32 teams need to approve the rule. Last time overtime rules were changed was 2017. So that's, that's the big moment, big news at the owners' meetings. That's about it. But uh, that is going to be voted on, and 24 of the 42 have to uh, agree on it. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, we got our final four, and this is the way it usually is. We love the first two weeks, and then all of a sudden, it's hard for a team to be able to win six consecutive games. You have to be geared towards a six-game six run. You know, St. Peter's goes in and it's like, I don't know. Let's see what we can do against Kentucky. Wait, we just beat Kentucky. And then Murray State, Purdue, and then all of a sudden, you got North Carolina. Just the totality of that is just difficult for these smaller schools because they're not used to facing that kind of competition night in and night out, game in and game out. The Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas go to the final four. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Let's go around the room, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Todd, I'll start with you. Todd joining us via Zoom. If you're watching on Peacock, he had some traveling issues. Apparently not the same issues that Seton had, even though they came from the same location. And uh, Todd, if you had a do-over, what would you have done differently? Because Seton is here. I don't know. I was desperate. I was driving around. I was about a half hour away and the roads were slippery and I was trying to get on the highway and the police were blocking it off. I asked the uh, the, the officer what, what would be another way to go because every time I checked my GPS and ways and everything, it kept taking me in circles back to that same on-ramp that was blocked and the police officer offered no uh, explanation or suggestions and I had a window to make a decision. If I head back home, I can get back in time to at least be part of the show by Zoom from the beginning and that's what I decided to do. Okay. Best and worst of the weekend. Best of the weekend. Duke's Elite Eight win over Arkansas Sally sends Coach K to a record-setting 13th Final Four appearance. Breaks a tie between him and the Wizard of Westwood. Legendary UCLA coach John Wooden. So he's got 13 ahead of John Wooden. Worst of the weekend also on Saturday. Cougars poor shooting against Nova. They scored only 44. Went 1 for 20 from three-point land. 9 of 14 from the foul line. Guard Kyler Edwards field goal shooting. 1 of 12. Wildcats 50 points. Enough to advance. Seton O'Connor who got to work today. Best and worst of the weekend. (laughs) Best of the weekend, then U.S. men's national team one step closer to qualifying for the World Cup. Let's go. They beat Panama 5-1. The only way they don't qualify now is if they lose by six or more goals to Costa Rica on Wednesday, which I think the last time they got beat that bad was in the 70s. So it's not impossible. They haven't qualified yet, um, but it's it's highly unlikely they'll get beat that bad. Okay. Uh, My worst of the weekend, though, was that after beating Panama 5-1, they broke out these banners that said, thank you, fans, on one of them. And on the other one, it says, qualified. Mm. Like, no, you sure didn't yet. And I, I understand that it's unlikely, but no, no, no. Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Our yesterday, hey, there was something else besides uh, Will Smith during the Oscars. White Man Can't Jump reunion. Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, Rosie Perez out on stage to celebrate their 30th anniversary. They were missing Marcus Johnson, but that's another story. Mm. Uh, worst of the weekend. Both uh, elite game, elite eight games yesterday, just bad and just blowouts. Feel bad for St. Peter's, but good run. Yeah, they're they're doing a remake of White Men Can't Jump, uh, but I don't think Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson are in doing anything in that movie. And Rosie Perez, Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. By the way, Woody Harrelson was on stage giving the award last night. He goes. This is the most words I've ever said at the Academy Awards, like referencing the fact that he's been nominated but never won. <laughs> never gave him a little ovation. Uh, uh, best, worst, LeBron James, 39-9-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Typical game for LeBron, and they lost to the Pelicans. And this is one they really needed. This, this wasn't like a casual loss. This is They're starting to get in danger of losing that last playoff spot in the Spurs, getting it. Best of the weekend, I watched a lot of the, uh, uh, the Hornets, Nets. Yeah, I did. Um, LaMelo Ball felt like the best player on the court. In that game, I know he's not, you know, every game with uh, Durant, those guys. LaMelo Ball felt legit. Like, beyond just 
good highlights, but great player, legit. Yeah, I watched some of that game. And this, remember when everybody wanted to make them the new Shaq and Kobe? And, um, you know, we realized that they're not. With, uh, with James Harden, watch that. And I watched the Nets with Kyrie. Kyrie's first game at home. All right, he's going to come out on fire. No, he did not. Um, and I don't want him to be acting like a martyr here that he got to come back and, you know, whatever. I'm glad he's playing. Just play. You don't have to tell me about anything else. Just play. That's all I care about. I want to watch you play basketball. But watching the Nets play against the Hornets and watching the Sixers uh, against the Suns, and James Harden is a concern for me. It just I'm waiting for a big moment where he plays big. And here we go with the playoffs again. I mean, you're, you're, you should be ready to go. No excuses here. You're on the team that you want, right? Kyrie, Durant, you, you're well-rested. Let's go. Let's play. I mean, LeBron's doing everything he can possibly do. It's just, it's not a good team. And this is more about LeBron the individual because the team isn't any good. But he, he played well. And they lost again. You lose to the Pelicans. They had a 23-point lead. But no, watching Kyrie and that game against the Hornets, I just thought that this is his first game back. Where he's going to play at home would be a big deal. And then James Harden, there are times when you just feel like, I don't even know if he wants to be out there or he cares. Because I never feel like he's got that passion, that it means so much to him. And maybe it's just not in his DNA. But I'm looking for that with James Harden. I want him to want to be great in these big moments. And he's been incredible, but they're games that don't mean anything. I'm waiting for a game that truly means something where he plays in accordance to that. Michael in Indiana. Hey, Mike, best and worst of the weekend. Morning, Dan, and good morning to everyone physically present in the man cave today. Fourth time, long time, and a shout-out to Penny from my dogs. Best and worst of the weekend. Worst was Friday night as I carried out my annual tradition of watching my alma mater, Purdue, crush my hopes and dreams, this time losing to a team whose mascot is a peacock. However, the best of the weekend was on Saturday morning when I decided to give up on my hopes and dreams, so now I just don't feel anything. Also, a mildly interesting fact of the day, Purdue lost eight games this year in each case, but one, the team that beat them lost their next game. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. Keep your head up. Yeah, I, I, I thought, okay, Purdue, you've been through the ringer. You know, you play in a tough conference. I think they had the most tournament teams, and they didn't show up. But I go back to the Kentucky game. If you look at the point spreads, and I, I don't bet – and there's a reason why. Um, St. Peter's was an 18-point underdog against Kentucky, an 8.5-point underdog against Murray State, a 13-point underdog against Purdue. North Carolina was favored by 8 against St. Peter's. If, if I was going to bet any of those games, it would have been North Carolina because I just thought St. Peter's had to be gassed. Had to be. Um is Kevin Frazier set to join us here, Paul? About a minute. He's hooking up. He's uh, being pulled in a few directions for ET right now. Oh, he is? Yeah, they're uh, wall-to-wall coverage. Okay. As you can imagine. Because he might be taping some stuff with uh, Nichelle Turner, <laughs> the co-host of Entertainment Tonight. I, what I most want to know, I think, is what does Chris Rock do when he leaves the stage? Because there's no cameras back there. We don't get that insider stuff. I can't imagine where – does Chris Rock get led to a dressing room to – does he get led to his car? Is he hanging out? Does he talk to the media? Because I think even the presenters go and talk to the media if they want afterwards. Mm. I'm dying to know that. Does he go to an after party? Do you feel like going to an after party? Yes. He... Well, another thing that continues to make this more and more bizarre for me is that there's all this video of like Will Smith at the after party dancing, singing, getting jiggy with it, like all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And he's like having a blast. Like, yeah, yeah did it. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> they were playing his music, his songs. At the after party. And he was he was dancing. Like nothing. Yeah, like nothing. Hey, Will, do you remember what happened with Chris Rock? Huh? No. What happened? 
I'm a vessel here. Yes, Paul. Can he just do that? Can he just pretend last night didn't happen, that he didn't hit someone <laughs> who was standing there with his arms down? Okay, I, I, I'm guessing, I know, you know, Chris Rock's not doing anything about it, not going to press charges, but can you just move on with your lives? Could you press charges? Yes. They said uh, LA, uh, TMZ and a few other places reported that the LAPD at some point last night contacted Chris Rock or his people <laughs> and asked. And the report from a couple places said Chris Rock did not uh, decline to press charges. When asked, again, who knows who asked him. So police wanted to know if he wanted to Those press are, charges? I saw three different reports that said police contacted either Chris Rock or his people or someone backstage. I'm sure there's security and actual cops back there. <laughs> well, there was nobody preventing Will Smith from going on stage. I know that. <laughs> uh, Seaton, update the poll results if you can. Poll results, Dan, we got who you got from uh, March Madness. Right now, 38% of the audience like Duke, another 27 with Kansas and Villanova, uh, North Carolina sort of split in the bottom there. Uh, Kevin Frazier's joining, uh, joining us with uh, Nichelle Turner. Whoa. How about this Hi. bonus coverage here? <laughs> Hi, guys. How much sleep Man, have we up? had? None. None at all. <laughs> what a yeah, night, Dan. I'm like the night. bonus Jonas today. Like no. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> Nichelle, I would have taken just you instead of Kay Frey. As I, I, that makes me feel better. I've said, I, I have texted Kevin a few times about how great you are on entertainment tonight. Yes, he has. Well, yes, I am a longtime fan of yours and the show, Dan, so I've been listening and watching you guys for the longest. So I'm actually honored to be on with you well, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you guys on, and thank you. I know you guys are busy today. All right. Where do you want to start here? Oh, boy. I don't know. Let's, let's start with this, Dan. Here's, here's, here's where we should start. Okay. That throughout his run, Will has been emotional about what's going on. And he and Nichelle talked after the SAG Awards, and Will broke down in tears talking about that he needed to protect women, especially yeah. the women around him. Right. The black women around him yes. is what he said specifically. He feels a charge now that his life is taking a different direction. And, the, and he told me that he feels like he needs to stand in the gap and stand in protection of these women. And he was really emotional and actually felt took pride in the fact that he felt like he had been doing that through this uh, making of this movie, King Richard, and then on the um, uh, award season stage that he has been really standing in protection of these women. Now, Dan, we all know there was more stuff going on than just that joke. Because you just tell that joke any other time, you don't get that response. Something else was there, there behind was 20, that. There was 2016 where Chris really went in on yeah. Jada for boycotting the Oscars. And, he, and then they've been the butt of the jokes for months jokes. and months and months. So I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses for what he did because we also should say un unapologetically it was wrong to walk on that stage, not say a word to that man and slap him in his face. That was wild. It's the wildest thing that I have ever, ever seen. seen. What happens backstage? Are you guys backstage? <laughs> We're, no, no, we're not backstage, and they don't go backstage. They're, no, no, no. Will went was, right back to his seat. They he went to his seat. <laughs> so Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington came over, and they began to talk to him. This happened in the commercial break. And, and, and Will is visibly upset. He's crying. And, and then Bradley Cooper comes over and hugs him and talks to him and gives him words of encouragement. His publicist, Meredith O'Sullivan, as the break is ending, comes out to check on him. She kneels down next to him. Tiffany Haddish is talking to Jada and, and whispering in her ear, Everyone is trying to pull it back together. But nobody's checking on Chris. That's my question. Who's checking on Chris. <laughs> where does Chris go? Well, we were asking that last night. Kevin and I were, we were like, where is Chris? Did anybody see him backstage? Did anybody check? Nobody saw Chris. Chris just vamped. He left. And so nobody's seen him since. <laughs> no. We don't know where we he is. We haven't heard from him. No, we don't know anything about what's going on with him. But but Will, after he was emotional, after winning, somehow managed to put it all back together. And he went out. He went so, to the Van can we show? Party. Can we show the video to them? Oh, can you guys see it? Yeah, let's, let's see if we can roll what happened with Will after the show. Fair party, and he was he was in a mix. He was rapping. So he's dancing with, with his, his Academy Award. Yes. yes. To his own music. Yes. Getting jiggy with it. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that he definitely was. Dan, though, can I just say, and like, I'm trying to make sense of it. My soul is stretched from one side of this room to the other. I'm actually very sad about the whole thing. That's the thing. I'm just really sad about all of it because yes. I thought the joke was in poor taste, but it was a joke. And we know Chris Rock does that acerbic comedy. I thought that Will's reaction was wild. I thought that the fact that it created this domino effect and it robbed amazing moments from everybody else in that room. We're not talking about some of the history-making moments and the, the fact host? that it was a great show. Yeah. Like, it was a really good show. We haven't seen a great Oscars in many, many, many moons. In a long time. Um, and so I think that just the fact that nobody is getting their shine except for, you know, Will chin-checking Chris, it, it's, it's sad to me. How, what happens the rest of the week with this? Oh, boy. Well, first, we've, we've got to hear from Chris. Chris. Yeah. We've got to hear <laughs> from Chris. Chris. And, and that's the most important thing, and, and his reaction, because you have to also understand this. Chris is getting ready to go on tour with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Now, that's material. is man. this new material? <laughs> and will that material really, really go after the Smiths? Well, well I well, thought then. that was going to happen, though. You could see mm -hmm. Chris when he went, oh, I... And I, then I, I thought, have. you're going to slap me, but you didn't slap somebody else in your own house, your life, right. with, yeah. you know, well, with your yeah. wife. You, well, you didn't uh, slap August. August Alcina is what you're saying. Yeah, yes. that's what people are saying. Like, you you know, you chin-checked chin -checked him for a joke, but why? You know, listen, I do think that this creates material. Um, Chris did a, a, com a comedy bit called Never Scared, remember? Mm -hmm. So, yep. how about Red, Red Table Talk, that Chris shows well, up with Jada? Please let that happen. That's the other Please thing we talked about. Dan. Because if he went to the red table, the conversation between he and Will would be epic. Jada would get her part in, but I want to hear what he has to say to Will. And man to man, because you're going to have a man moment. Because Chris, Chris is, has to come back as a Chris man. Chris is also from Bed-Stuy. So Will's from Philly. Chris is from Bed-Stuy. Both of those fellas, like, know what it is. Both of them come from and where, where are your guys? Where are your boys? Where because was security some, last night? That's well, what that's I want to know. Because I think, Dan, everybody in the place was confused. They thought it was a bit. It's Will Smith. He laughs it off. This is, this is Will just having fun. He's going to go up and he's going to shake up Chris and ha, 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 funny, funny, and go back to his seat. Chris thought it was a bit. He called that man Richard when he walked yeah, in. He was like, ah, oh. ha, 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 Richard. Oh. And, it was a lot. And then you heard the hit, and then I went, that, that's no skit. That's no, no but skit. I thought they, I, it, listen, it was so loud and pronounced. I thought that it was a skit because I thought, thought he they hit the added mic. audio. Oh. No, I thought they added sound <laughs> into it. No, 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 no. It was just that harsh. I was like, oh, that was a bit. And then when he went back to the seat and started yelling, I was like, oh, but that wasn't a bit. They oh. cut this. And, and for the television audience, they cut the sound so quickly that then everyone was kind of confused. And they're like, is my remote? Yeah. Did somebody sit on a remote? What the hell? Did the somebody turn the channel? The only thing I could make out from the lip reading was my I, mm -mm. Why? wife mm -hmm. like that so that's the only thing and then when we saw like thank goodness for like Australian and Japanese television who <laughs> had the uncensored bits yes. and we saw it and Lapita Nyong'o's face oh boy Lapita Nyong'o was just like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, your your day is easy today. You got <laughs> right. You got a lot to talk about. We earning about. a paycheck today, y yes. Dan. That's uh, for sure. Hey, thanks for joining us. Can and we talk about the NBA playoffs next time? <laughs> next time we can. Next Please. time we'll break it down. We'll break down. You know what uh, what's going on with the Lakers and James. Well, Harden. our friend Shaquille O'Neal won an Oscar, and Steph Curry they won Oscars last yeah. night. So there you go. But nobody overshadowed, too. overshadowed by the slap. nobody. Absolutely. Nobody's talking about it today. Absolutely. Nobody's talking about it. Uh, we'll be watching. I know tonight. I will when Entertainment Tonight comes on at 7.30 Eastern. <laughs> um, thank you, guys. Great to talk thank to you. Always thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you guys, guys for having us. Nichelle Turner and her sidekick, Kevin Frazier, there. Nobody covers this story like we do. Nailed it. Oh, that was awesome. Man, you <laughs> could tell. They've been up all night. <laughs> they got some stuff to do today. This is nothing. You know, can't find Chris Rock. I know he contacted uh, Adam Sandler last night, but uh, I know that they, whether they text or talk, but because uh, I reached out to Sandler this morning, I'm like, man, how's your, how's your boy Rock doing? He's like, yeah, he's doing okay. A little weird, but it's uh, pretty, he's doing okay. Yeah, Paul. Grown Ups 3 got a whole new script. <laughs> you could write this in about an hour and a half. Wait, haven't I done Grown Ups 3 or is I'm, it just Grown Ups 2? Maybe it's 4. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've forgotten. Yeah, Seton. That made me kind of sad.
hearing that about Chris Rock. What, that he just left? Yeah, that like everybody's like, Will, are you okay? I know. Oh my God, well, oh, Will's crying. He Go. Won, he, Will won an Academy Award. Will, Jada, are you okay? He like, be oh okay. yeah, by the way, where's Chris? Yeah. Is his eye swollen yet? <laughs> Nobody even checked on the dude. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 